Hi, I'm Neil. I'm Veronica. We fell in love when we were 16. And here we are talking about what life is all about for us. Thank you for joining us. This is a Life Is podcast with Neil and Veronica. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Life Is with Neil and Veronica, where we love to talk about things in our life and what they mean to us and try to bring you some real life stories and some meaning behind it. Uh, so in today's episode, I think Veronica is a little bit passionate about what she's going to bring to the table. I'm very excited because I think it's a very good topic and one that I don't really hear a lot of other people talking about, but I think that it is very um, important in a sense to think and discuss and to maybe make some real realizations about your mental thought processes and stuff. So today's episode, what I'd love to talk about is life is disappointing others. And when you think about that, maybe you've heard it for the first time in a little bit, or you don't really hear it. You might think, why would you want to do that? Or why is life about that? And I think we'll, we'll start to get into that in a little bit. But really, for, for, for myself, when I think about disappointing others, what I really start to think about is, am I living up to my own expectations and not what I think other people are expecting of me? And, on the, and like in line with that, am I also not really living with external validation of what other people are thinking of my decisions and what I want to do with certain aspects of my life. So that's where I come on first thought about this. So when Neil said life is disappointing others, were you taken aback? Did it stir up some feelings, emotions? Were you like, what on earth are these two talking about today? Because I feel like that goes totally against I don't know if I would say like societal standards, but I feel like we live our whole life or much of it, not wanting to disappoint others, right? How many times have you made decisions? How many times have you done something? How many times have you, you know, sacrificed things of yourself and your own decisions with the hopes of? not disappointing others. And I say with the hopes of, because I feel like these standards that maybe others have on us, um, sometimes they're assumptions, sometimes they're true. Sometimes they are very strict standards, perhaps that you're thinking of even that you've been through. And I don't know, I'm over it. <laughs> I just, they're, you know, I feel like also I'm trying to gather my thoughts on this because I feel so passionate about it. And even when Neil and I were talking about this, I was like, listen, we need to talk about disappointing others because there is something so, I don't know if like cathartic is the right word, but there is something so freeing almost about that thought of no longer making a decision because you're worried about disappointing someone else. So it's that whole notion of putting yourself first, going with your gut, doing things for you, because there was a lot of times where I made a lot of assumptions. And I know even in our relationship, 
like, candidly speaking, Neil has made a lot of assumptions. And so maybe you'll talk about that, Neil. But here, like, I'll be real with you in this moment. And I feel like, number one, that I'm totally disappointing the kids. I said that to Neil. I was like, I feel like I'm a crappy mom. I feel like I'm disappointing the kids. And he's like, what are you talking about? So I don't know if you want to go through that conversation, but I did. I said that. And I said, I feel like I'm disappointing actually everybody in every bucket right now. And that feels really hard to cope with. I feel like I'm disappointing the kids. I'm not living up to my standards of like how I want to be as a mom. I feel like I'm disappointing people at work because I can't give them my all right now because of things that we're going through. I feel like I'm disappointing my friends and my team and like all sorts of things. But it was just a big cloud of negativity and disappointment. And usually in those moments, you know, I'm really thankful for you, Neil, because I feel like you kind of bring me back. You're like that like gust of wind that like blows (laughs) kind of that cloud away. Or maybe you shine a bit of a light and you're like, okay. So I I really respect that you give me the space, first of all, to like talk that out. Cause I think a lot of times, you know, we do need to air it out because feelings are raw. And so obviously something, there's always like, you know, some sort of like trigger in a sense, like something that happened that I'm like, okay, feel like a disappointment. And so we air that out. Um, and maybe like you can just go through like those questions that you normally ask me. And it just gives me a good realization of, you know, giving ourselves almost that permission of disappointing others in order to do what's best for us and ourselves. Yeah. So I'll speak from my perspective when you're going through these waves of emotions and feelings, right? And yeah, when somebody or, or your, your partner, whoever it is comes and and tells you how they're feeling, you you have to give the space for that feeling to live and breathe its own life, right? Like you can't push it away. You can't deny it. You can't say no, like it is what it is. The feelings are real. You, you just have to sort of air it out. Like at least that's what works for you. And yeah, you know, like that space is, is what you need and, and everyone's different. But I feel like when you, when you're having these conversations, you know, for me, it's almost like, okay, like, you know, I, I hear that you're feeling this way, but has anybody said to you, I'm disappointed in you, Veronica? You know, like that disappointed me. I mean, 99.9% of the time, the answer is no. Like, I I really don't feel like I've ever heard those words uttered in our household, like from our kids to us, or, you know, a lot of your friends, or, or I'm sure from your work colleagues, whatever feelings you're going through. And I feel that it's almost a, a cycle of mental rumination of like, well, I'm not living up here. So that means I'm also not living up here. And so everybody must be disappointed in me. And, and, and really nobody's ever said that to, to you in a sense, or, or maybe that nobody's ever said to the, to the, the listener. And so I really feel like you have to be able to come to a common ground and realize, okay, so nobody's ever said to me, I'm disappointed in you. And even if they are disappointed in you, even if they have those feelings on their end of things or, or whatever is going on in their end, are you in, in the sense, Veronica, you, are you doing the best that you can 
with all the resources that you have and giving everything that you can in each bucket. And if you can sit there to yourself and maybe somebody's around and you don't have to say the answer, but if you can sit there and think about this to yourself, can you answer yes to, are you giving your all for all that you can for what you're going through in this moment? If the answer is yes, who cares if they're feeling disappointed because you are giving everything that you can in this moment. If they can't understand that, then there needs to be a discussion on bringing some common ground to understanding, right? Like why you're doing what you can. And, and maybe it is just, you know, if they are disappointed, maybe they don't understand what you're going through. And we always talk about, you don't know what people are going through. And so it all wraps in together into this topic of you are going to disappoint others. You may not even know it. You may feel it in, in people's energy. If that's how you work, you may like, if that's how your body can pick up on things, but you have to, I guess, come to a realization that there is at some point you will disappoint others and that's okay. Because if you can be true to yourself, you can be true to your values. You can be true to your, your vision or whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish. That's the only answer that matters. And everyone else sort of needs to come to the table with an understanding of that decision or that action was because you're doing your best for whatever you were going through at that time or whatever you want to go. And I think about all the times where me, we maybe made decisions as a family, you know, you and I as parents and, you know, opinions or thought processes maybe wavered in and out. And in the end, we said, no, we're doing this. We're making this decision for us, for our kids, and no matter what other people think, say, or feel that's on them. And we know that this is the best decision for us. And that can be said for both your family life, your professional life, your relationship, and most importantly for you yourself personally and, and what you want to do. I think something that you just said is something that came to my mind. It's something that I wanted to say almost in the exact same moment that you said it, but a big thing in all of this is, you know, for me, I realized those are my feelings. Like those are their feelings and I can't own that. And, you know, maybe I did something that might have triggered that on their end in a sense, but if. I stay true to myself. If I made the decision that was the best for me, then in a sense, like there is no bearing, like I had to learn, I had to really learn that is like, I can't control other people's feelings in a sense. Right. And I feel like when we try to do that, it's just a spiral. That's not great that nobody really wants to get into. And I think that was something that was just a really big thing that I learned and something that really helped me get to a healthier me even, right? It was all about like drawing my own boundaries, making decisions for me, for us, for the kids, like whomever was in, who, whoever, whomever was in that equation. And I think that that was something that was really important that I finally 
realized is that if I made the best decision, let's say for me, then ultimately, however other people felt about it, if I made that decision for me and I was okay with it, then that's on me. And if someone was disappointed with that, well, that's that. Like I was so, I'm just, I'm really over. I feel like living my life for other people. Absolutely. And I'm, and as you're talking, like I'm thinking about, you know, certain things that I've picked up on or that I've heard and, and I'm going to go with a sports analogy and I, I think it fits with what we're talking about. And it really just comes down to, you know, living up to the expectations that you set for yourself and the standards of measurement that you want for yourself. So I've heard this analogy before and I, I think it really fits here is like when it comes to how you measure, you know, anything in your life, it really is dependent on yourself because when you think about sports and you can pick any sport you want when it comes to like, you know, major sports, basketball, hockey, baseball, whatever it is. If you think about winning a season or winning a championship, right? Most people would be disappointed if they didn't win the championship, right? They were the only, the last team to win, they were first. But then you can also think about on the opposite side of this is when talk about Olympic sports. And I'm, I'm going to go on a limb and think that, you know, the majority of people that are listening to this have, you know, watched some sort of Olympic sports and watched some sort of medal ceremony. And anybody that finishes in the top three that wins a medal would not be saying that that's a disappointment of an achievement. But in other standards, if you finish second or third, it is. So when you look at these two measurements, you can, you can see that it depends on yourself and how you want to live up to your own expectations of what you're achieving, what you're going for. And others may not see that standard and they may be disappointed in, in what you're doing. But if you're, again, true to yourself, true to the way you measure your standards, your values, your actions and all that, then how they measure things, how they interpret things, again, like we've been saying this whole episode, that's on them they've been brought up a certain way in that expectation and they have to live through that on their end. And we can accept that you think that way, we think this way. And if there's some common understanding in that, really the disappointment doesn't matter on either end because everyone's happy. They're living their own life in the way they want to. And I think that when we start to talk about these things and start to normalize understanding that you will disappoint somebody at some point in your life and that's okay that you can just move on and focus on what it is that you want to do, whether it's, again, your family, your relationship, or what have you. I love your sports analogies. <laughs> I love all of your analogies. I think that's just the reality of it, right? Even like, you know, for those of you listening, you can probably think like, ah, uh, you know, I probably disappointed this person today, this person this week, a whole handful of people in the past month. And I think it's just because then, like, usually I feel like you're not listening to yourself. 
And ultimately, I think we need to be done with disappointing ourselves. I think that's the most important because that's the one that has like long lasting effects on ourselves too. I mean, I'm not saying like maybe someone at some point in your life said, I'm disappointed in you and that stings. And, you know, we're not talking about like super extremes or anything in a sense, but I think the more, like for me personally, the more I was making decisions afraid of disappointing others, the more I wasn't being true to myself, the more I was not sticking to my own boundaries. And then I think then I was almost like shaping certain expectations of myself. And then all of a sudden I'm trying to like live up to this thing that I've created that isn't true to who I am or how I want to be. I can speak from experience. I know you, you touched on it a few minutes ago, Veronica. <clears throat> and, you know, in my personal development journey, in what I've gone through, you know, and again, if anybody follows Veronica, we just came to the reali realization that our relationship of 22 years is as old as some people on some reality shows. So, you know, Veronica has seen 22 years of growth and development from, from me, and I've seen the, the, the growth and development in her, which is really, truly amazing. And, and, you know, we just celebrated our 13 year budding anniversary this past weekend. So, you know, there's a lot that I've gone through that Veronica has seen. And, and one of the things that I've come to realize was based off of what I have had been through, had, had gone through in my experiences is I used to make the decisions. I used to make assumptions and I used to make my thought processes with the fear of disappointing others, but mostly Veronica in what I thought they would think, act, or feel in the future. Well, you can only imagine the amounts of poor or misguided decisions that that led to, which leads into more cycles of poor decisions. And it is just a vicious tornado of thought processes and rumination and all this stuff which I didn't even realize for the longest time that I was doing or that I was in until I did some, you know, self-guided and, and, you know, helped from others in my journey. I think it goes hand in hand with what we're doing is I need to realize that I need to make decisions that I thought were best for myself and for us. And maybe they were going to disappoint you or maybe disappoint somebody else. But if I knew that I was making the right decision, or if I knew that I was just doing what I wanted to do, or that I should do, or that I said I was going to do and follow through with, well, in the end, that's all I could really do. And I can't own, you know, how you or somebody else was going to feel around that. And, and it takes a long time. Like, you know, I, I can't even pinpoint when I first started to realize that's how I was thinking and how I didn't want to be like that where I am now, but I don't think it's something that you can ever say that you can fully master because it's just human nature that you want, you want people to like you, you want people to feel like, you know, you're not disappointing them because it's just, again, 
not getting into any of the science of it because that's not what we're experts in, but it's just the way our brain is wired based off of how we used to live way back when. And so it does take a lot of work. It does take a lot of like getting over things and it does take a lot of conscious in the moment realization that you don't want to be like this because of what is going to happen in the future or how it makes you feel. I think a lot of it comes from like, ultimately we want to be the best that we can be for the people that we love and the people that love us. Right? Like you just, of course you want to give your all, of course you want to be the best that you can be. But I mean, that definition is just different, I guess, for everyone. And it could be different for me and it could be different for you. And I think, you know, in talking about that example, your definition of being the best for me was very different from my, not like my expectation, because we don't want to talk, I guess, in those terms, but like, you know, how many times in our conversations was I like, I love you for you. And the best decision that you can make is the one for you. And usually when you do that actually is when the outcome is a lot better. It's when you're making assumptions about me, about how I might react to something or, you know, it's like we can pinpoint and kind of work back to how you might've gotten worked up about, you know, me thinking a certain way. And I was like, I don't think that way at all, actually. (laughs) And so I think we do hold really high standards of ourselves And we want, like, it it all comes from, I hope anyways, it all comes from a place of love, right? Like we, like, I really love you. Of course, I want to give my all. Of course, I want to do the best. And, you know, how many times have I given certain examples of like, oh, you know, even like we used to cook a lot together. We used to go to cooking classes together, like professional ones. I say that like we used to do this all the time. It was maybe once or twice. (laughs) Okay. Once officially for Neil's birthday as a surprise. This is way back when. Um, and we used to make like four course meals, almost like all this stuff. Right. And then sometimes, you know what we're having for dinner, like tuna salad and it's delicious and the kids love it, but that's a shift. Sometimes. So when things are a shift, when things are sometimes a change, like I'm not kidding. Like we used to cook each other like lobster and seared scallops, like Gordon Ramsay, Curtis Stone, Bobby Flay styles. Like we used to watch Food Network 24 seven and then want to eat a burger at like one in the morning together. But anyways, (laughs) so it's a work in progress, right? Change is hard. And I think often we need to sign our own permission slip almost like we've said this. I think, I think we've said this before. I know Neil and I like kind of talk about that a lot with each other, um, to change when something doesn't feel right anymore to shift and to do the best that you can in that moment. And that's going to look different from moment to moment. So, you know, sometimes I want to sit on the floor and play with the kids for as long as they'll have me and for hours or whatever that looks like. And some days, you know what I can give like five minutes, but if that is the best five minutes that I can give them, then it's not about the quantity. It's about the quality. So it's okay to change sometimes. And I think that's the thing we're evolving and 
it's not static. Every day doesn't look exactly the same. And even if you had the most amazing day ever, I mean, chances are you're not going to repeat that exactly the next day because circumstances are different. Situations are different, right? Like things change. Yeah. And it goes back to the whole topic and we've touched, <clears throat> touched on this in previous episodes is, you know, there's different seasons that you go through, whether it's, you know, the season of, of each year, right. And what that brings with, you know, commitments and activities, if that's what your, your family is into. Um, and whether it's the seasons of, you know, the ages that your family is at or that you're at in your career, there's so many intertwining things when it comes to the season that you are in and how that influences your decisions and expectations of where you want to go. Because again, the season that you're in, you could have the time and the space to do more, or you could have no time and space to do what you want to do, but you're still doing the best you can with the time that you have. And again, I think, you know, the overall message that life is disappointing others. If you, if you can take one thing away from this is that if you can say to yourself at the end of each day that you did the best that you could with the time and space that you had with the energy that you could give, and you know, there was really nothing else that you, you know, could have done differently with what curveballs were thrown at you for that day, then in the end, what others thought of anything that day, disappointed or not, truly is on them and not on you. You should rest easily knowing that the next day and the next chance that you get, you will continue to do the same, which is your best day in and day out. And as Veronica has mentioned throughout this episode, those expectations on that, on the outside, stay on the outside as much as they can. So thank you everyone as always for another great episode and discussion. And remember that life is better with all of you. And we look forward to speaking with you again next time.